Cannabis, better right. every week. It is, and guys, a little behind today. So as I'm doing it, feel free to pack your bongs, get your joints ready, and yeah. So today uh, we have a oh, it's blue back there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today, um, today we're actually gonna do green. It'll change in a sec. Um, and green is really just cannabis kind of news event. Cannabis centric. Mm-hmm. And today, kind of fun, at the end, we'll actually get to uh, go through some test results. And we don't usually do that, but since we're going to talk about um, just kind of dieting fads in the cannabis world today, we thought it'd be cool to give you some real fun facts at the end, especially since we have an expert here with us, if you guys didn't know that. Um, So yeah, so we're going to break that down at the end. I think Um, that's going to be fun. Yeah, but... You know, we we didn't want to pinpoint any one specific thing, but I think one fad that we kind of see reoccurring is um, dieting and THC V. V is in Victoria, in case uh, it sounded like B is in boy or anything. So THCV is a cannabinoid, and it stands for tetrahydrocannabivarin, if you can remember all of that. But THCV uh, is a really, it's actually considered a rare cannabinoid if you start looking at getting like isolates. It is harder for people to isolate during the extraction process. Um, But you're hearing a lot about it because it's known as an appetite suppressant. And it's pretty clear in the last few years that diet and cannabis has become a topic. I mean, you have the 420 games where people are clearly part of it so fun right and they're clearly healthy they're eating right they're they're dieting they're doing things to live a healthy lifestyle and they're using cannabis and really fast just for anyone who doesn't know what that is uh i don't know if they do that in socal but i know i went to it in san francisco 420 games is is in southern california as well oh cool awesome guys um, they basically just do, uh, it started out, at least the one I did, it started out with a marathon. Um, and then, you know, of course you can use cannabis at any point through that. And then at the end um, of the marathon, you had a chance to actually see different booths with different yeah. cannabis brands. Um, and then there were a couple other small games that some brands did, but mainly it was the marathon. And I think it was really just to show people that cannabis is not for the lazy. If you're lazy, you're going to be lazy, but cannabis is for everybody and there are health and wellness blah, wellness programs that come along with it. And so I thought it was really awesome to see them do I, that. I think it's really awesome. I think it's promoting this great healthy lifestyle because there's this idea that, you know, if you smoke weed, you're constantly sitting in the drive through of like a Taco Bell or something like shoving food in your face, which I do as well. Me too. <laughs> but health matters. I'd like to live past, you know, 40 and have a good long life, um, not have a heart attack, be able to be feel good about myself. So I think living a healthy lifestyle is important. But what concerns me are the dietary supplements and brands and CBD products that are being pushed, not only in the regulated cannabis space, 
where you're seeing things like this is specifically a THC vape, THCV vape, um, but also on the CBD side, which I call the wild, wild west, where you're having brands that are definitely taking advantage of cannabis branding um, and not necessarily having real benefits from cannabinoids in their product. And I think that's where I get a little hot because you're trying to promote health and wellness using cannabis, but you really don't have cannabis in your product or you have so little cannabis or it's derived from hemp seed oil. It's not beneficial at all. And you're, you're profiting off of, you know, this culture where you're like, you want to be skinny. I'm going to shove something down your throat to make you skinny. That might not really benefit you. You know, something you said made me think about last week when we talked about uh, consent in cannabis and that one of the issues we're having still is without proper guidelines, without proper enforcement, without it being federally legal, um, we just don't have enough information to, I guess, make informed decisions, to put standards so that brands can't just have products with, you know, just hemp seed oil or just products with no cannabis at all. I've actually right. seen that more often than you guys might think in uh, CBD products at gas stations, at bodegas. Uh, there just is no clear regulation and there's no standard. So people can put a cannabis leaf on a product, call it, you know, yeah. CBD, call it anything really. Right. You can literally say weed on a package and it won't contain weed. And somehow that's not false advertising. And I just, I guess I don't understand how, how that can coexist. It's cognitive dissonance in my brain. Well, I mean, especially with the 2018 Farm Bill that allowed, you know, the hemp industry to really move forward the last few years. I think there's a a really good consensus that the farm bill was great. It opened up this new revenue strain. It did so much for small businesses and people are trying to take advantage of it. And the science is trying to catch up to, you know, the retail aspect of all of this. I think the farm bill did a lot of really good things, but it did not address a lot of the issues that you're talking about. And oh, sorry. So I was going to say it's it's really important that if you are a consumer who believes in using cannabinoids as a, a dietary supplement, that you're asking for these regulations, that you're asking the people who vote on this to put these in place so you get a safe and effective product at a cost that you can afford. I mean, we're going to be going into one of the worst recessions we've ever experienced as a nation. It's and terrifying. people are going to need anxiety relief. Yeah. And affordable anxiety relief. And it Oh, I like what you said there. Affordable anxiety relief. I don't think we have had any instances where the term affordable and any form of health care or health wellness at all have played hand in hand. Unfortunately, I think we've seen on the contrary, even within cannabis, <laughs> actually. Um, I feel like the second a product is actually beneficial the second it's got CBD in it, which is the part of the plant that's the more medicinal, um, the second any of those things come into factor, it costs more. Yeah. And that is ridiculous. Like, seriously, something is wrong when a product costs more because it's beneficial to the human body. 
it just kind of makes you scratch your head. I mean, we we talked about it during the first episode, but one of my favorite brands is Completely Solventless. And to be honest, the average person could not be able to afford their their products to use them regularly to get good relief from them. It's, yeah, especially if you're doing it medicinally. Um, exactly. And for those that do actually have health care um, and utilize their health care, it's not part of any health care plan, which is funny because these inorganic products and substances are, but some of the greatest plants and herbs that we know yeah. for centuries, like true to work, uh, we call, you know, hocus pocus and yeah. the heebie-jeebie doctor. And I, well, I think we're getting, we're moving past that. I mean, in California. In California, but, but also in the nation. You had more states this last year legalize cannabis in some form than any way. I had to clap for that. Because it I is, get it. that is really cool. Um, I think as a kid, I didn't think that was going to happen in my lifetime. I didn't think right? so either. And oh, it, cool. it is exciting, right? So you yeah. have all these people being exposed to cannabis and cannabinoids in different ways. And now they're getting marketed. This is a dietary supplement. This is a sexual supplement. This mm-hmm. is every kind of supplement under the sun. <laughs> there is something yeah. for cannabis, but there's real little fact about it, right? Exactly. Exactly. So when we talk about THCV being an appetite suppressant, I actually think that's great. You do. There are times you need to suppress your appetite. People do get addicted to eating. We all know this is a fact, right? Mm-hmm. But these brands shouldn't position themselves in such a way where the people who are taking them feel like they need to fit into a cookie-cutter version of beautiful. Mm. That's where I get really... Yeah. You notice I took a heavy sigh there? Yeah. I um I struggle with that, you know. Uh, I mean, Victoria knows because we have a personal relationship outside of just this podcast and you guys, thank you. Um, but uh, it's... Oh, it's something I struggle with. I, I think struggle. every woman struggles with whether or not they look beautiful. Yeah. I mean, men too, we're seeing more and more. I think it's actually, <coughs> I think in the more recent years, we're seeing more pressure on guys to. I have to share. I oh, have to share okay. this. So okay. This, this will arrive <laughs> before this episode airs. But um, I ordered some silk boxers from Savage Fenty for my husband, um, which is, you know, a (laughs) lingerie line from Rihanna. Me too. (laughs) But look, Savage Fenty is known as being really body positive for females. Like they have plus-size women on. I mean, they have a woman who's like a size 22 modeling their lingerie on their website. It's insane. I've never seen representation like that on any lingerie website ever. And you know my addiction to lingerie. So going through the boxers and, and toilet the paper. men. Fancy. So they showed the size small for a man. And they showed an extra large, which is the 38 waist, my husband. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but look, the dude was not skinny. The model was not a skinny dude. He did not have a six pack. In fact, there were roles and he looked attractive and happy and like this was the fenty yeah, model hmm. the the male check model this out. So interesting right. it, it it hit me as i'm shopping for my husband who is very attractive but it hit me that men struggle with body issues as well and it's just different from ours right like yeah. they want six packs they want big arms like they're having the same kinds of body issues. yeah i feel 100. like um 
at least in my just the experience I've had with both people I've been with or just friends like male friends it you're right it's it's quite the opposite like I think they struggle and now I'm speaking for men right. I'm woman splaining um yeah. <laughs> I think they struggle with like the opposite bulking up yeah uh I'm when not gonna out family members so I'll I'll go a different route but like friends of mine I know like we're skinnier guys and I tend to date skinny guys yeah. And it's so funny because I'm sitting here worried about how I look to him and the guy will be worried about, does she think I'm too skinny? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Like, <laughs> So I have a, a really good friend of mine and he's only 24 years old. So we're there's a, a very big age gap between Sorry. us. No, it's okay. <laughs> My brain kept going. Um, we were talking about young men because my son is going to be 10 this year. <laughs> And My brain stopped right there. <laughs> we were talking about what young men go through. And he Aww. was like, he grew up in Alabama. <laughs> and he was like, I spent so many humid summers wearing a hoodie all the time. And I was what? like, what the fuck? Who does what? that? And I, I really oh. remember, like, growing up, I remember a lot of young men always wearing hoodies, even when it was hot. And I asked him why. And he said, because oh. of my arms. Because I was what? so skinny. Yeah, because you're so skinny when you're like a 14, 15, 16-year-old boy. Like, you don't have bulk. You don't have man strength yet that you do feel that. awkward. So that's a way of hiding it all, right? And, like, we hide our things in different ways, too. I wear super high-waisted pants because I'm trying to hide the pooch, you know? <laughs> it's not working right now for me. It can't beat the uh, two chicken sandwiches I had before the show. Dude, but, you don't need a diet. You look but beautiful. But you see, that's just it. Like... There was a time where I think I would have been embarrassed to say that. Right. Just that statement. I would have been embarrassed to admit that I did indeed scarf down to, I was on the road a lot today and it just, I needed something fast and some things are better in two. But um, I mean, it and goes along with what you- sandwiches are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What's a chicken sandwich? Uh, but no, it, it's right what you said. Um, and we are seeing this now in cannabis too. And it's interesting because on one hand, I'm really happy to see and say that I think we're veering away from that. I think the time of woman is now. And I mean that. And I hesitate to say that because I know we have both viewers, but I mean it. Like, And I know our, our true allies, our guys are with us. The time of woman is now. Like, we're, we're using our voices more. We're being less ashamed of our bodies and more proud to say, I mean, like... it. A woman who gives birth, being afraid to show her stretch marks. I hear real men say things like, God, that's beautiful. It tells a story. When I look at my wife, it reminds me what she did for me. Clearly, they're not talking about me, but like, right. it, it's that's beautiful. And I think that's the kind of support. I know I'm very lucky right now uh, with anyone in my life. I feel very lucky that people accept me for who I am. And I know... I get it on the other end, too. Yeah. I think some women, especially on social media, will, if I post a video working out or doing a hike, which I enjoy. I'm not necessarily doing that to lose weight. I enjoy it. But I'll post something like that, and I, I have had women be like, oh, well, you're skinny. First off, that's very objective because how a person sees me is going to be different. I tend to wear things that help. But second off, like women don't judge each other in any direction if someone's out there 
working 100. out or trying. 100%. I don't care if they're skinny. I don't care if they're on the other end. Don't make people feel bad for their choices in their wellness. At the end of the day, I don't own a scale. Or what they do to feel better about themselves. I know women that talk shit about women who have plastic surgery. I've had plastic surgery. And there's, guess what? That there's was- a difference between talking shit, because I made a comment earlier, so I'm going to own this. And I just want to, in case that's what we're referring to. Oh, no, to. I wasn't even thinking oh, about that. Oh, I made a comment I that wasn't even thinking about what we were talking in about. In women, I, as a personal sexual preference, I prefer natural. That doesn't mean I have a problem with doing anything. That doesn't mean I'll change my opinion and someday do something to alter my body. <coughs> I don't know. But I just meant se- sexual preference. And now I feel like an idiot because that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> No, don't worry. But like what you said about women judging women, right? Like Mm -hmm. everybody has a different path. I do know women who talk crap about skinny women because they're like, oh, she's so skinny. She doesn't have to try whatever. She's naturally like that. Good for her. She's beautiful as she is. Or for bigger women. She's a bigger woman. You know, she's naturally going to be thicker. That's just how her body was built. And we need to stop looking at each other as threats to one another and start looking at each other as friends because that's that's where that judgment comes from is we look at each other like we're a threat to one another (laughs) and we're not. Like, the threat is the patriarchy. (laughs) And she says that because that's not what's on her arm. Show it. We got to show this off. So we said before, I know we had the episode, it was your birthday, I think it was the day before. Um... (laughs) So <laughs> cough it out some good stuff. <coughs> Check out. I think you have to lean in. In fact, you can push your mic away and like right. lean in to show it. Seen the range. You want to go way closer to you guys got to see this. There are beautiful cannabis leaves, which, of course, from a female plant. And that, my friends, that is the matriarchy because it is the time of the woman. Very on theme. <laughs> I know we said uh that it would be about the diet, fat, and cannabis. But I think um, I think it's bigger than that. I think that plays into this bigger theme so, of it being well, it a is. time I for women. Diet culture in general has really influenced how women look at each other and look at themselves. And it has really affected our self-esteem in such a tragic way. Yeah. If you... I've been in sales for a really long time. I used to sell vacuum cleaners for a a living. And one of the first things that I was told was, if you look good, you feel good. It was never about, you know, looking a certain way. You just have to feel like you look good, right? But when the world is telling you, you don't look good if you have that extra half inch hanging off the top of your jeans. You don't look good if... You know, your hair isn't done a certain way. I'm very sensitive about that because <laughs> so of my natural sensitive. hair. Yeah. Oh, how funny. Today I'm half wearing it natural. And I never wear my hair natural. In fact, in the podcast so far, you haven't seen it natural because the hate on my natural hair type and hair curl was so ingrained in me from childhood that literally I feel like my natural curls make me look messy and disheveled and not put together and I don't look as professional 
And that's bullshit. But it's it's the one thing in my life that I really, really struggle with is hmm. my hair. And it comes from being part black and Puerto Rican and Indian. I have a tighter curl type. Um, <laughs> and it's really a good thing that states like California adopted the crown law because honestly, like, younger women shouldn't grow up thinking that their hair is a detriment to them moving forward professionally. What do you mean the crown law? So things like locks, locks, dreadlocks, twists, box braids. Those are known, uh, those are what are known as protective hairstyles. And they are mainly for black women because they have such a tight curl type before C hair pattern. It's been said that people who have dreadlocks are dirty. They're drug addicts. This is a thing that's like a, a huge thing in the nation about hair and specifically black women in their hair. And so states, certain states in California is one of them put into a law that you can't discriminate against someone because they're wearing dreadlocks, because they have twists, because they have box braids in their hair. Wow. Another day I'd love to come Explore back to that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just because I, I think we veered off a little. But that's how but that's, culture... It's so interesting. I would love to... I don't even want to get into it because I'll save it for that other day. Well, what we'll do is we'll go and we'll look in and see what your curl pattern is. Okay. And identify what your curl it's type is. probably changed because years of blowouts. And it does change, right? Your roots do change. But like knowing your curl pattern, because you do have a curl pattern, it's probably like a 3C... It's again, um, I blow dried, so it's right. hard to know right now. But, but it's but wait, we're getting it, we're yeah. we're going back into okay. But that's how cannabis culture and the world telling you something doesn't look good gets into you, and so we've experienced diet culture and that influence a lot. And now I think we are seeing it quite a bit in the cannabis industry. I mean, already we're very sexualized. I think in cannabis, um, I like that I can at least say I see less of it um, in the cannabis industry. There are, of course, there's still brands uh, that, that will use the sexualization of men or women uh, for their brand. But I feel like it is the one industry that I've worked in uh, where it's less prevalent. And in the mainstream. And I say that in that there's still a lot of recreational or traditional market. Or, sorry, traditional market. But um, as far as in the new emerging market with more sustainable, minus one big one. But outside of, for the most part, most mainstream new emerging. I think there's more than just one main big one that does it. And I think Let's if you not even, name them. yeah, we're not going to yeah. name them. But I think if you even go further than that, I think the what culture are the type of is not sexualized is what I'm saying. I think so. I think it still is. What are the type of employees that you usually see at a retail spot? Women. Why is that? <laughs> I don't, uh, hmm. I, I see where I'm being baited to go, and uh, I don't I, think you're being baited. It's an it's your opinion. Why I hesitate do you think there's more to women, say female butt tenders. 
I think it depends where you are. And here's why I'm going to say that. I, I came from Northern California. And in Northern California, I wouldn't say the same. It isn't women. It's very mixed. It's a lot of men, charismatic I, men who you know love what? weed. I tend to agree with you because Northern California has a different... Different dynamic. That's yeah. why I say we, we are just speaking for SoCal. And if and you know what? I'm going to take it a step further and keep us on track. But in SoCal, since I've lived here, it's only been four let's years. Let's not t- talk about just SoCal. Let's talk about even Las Vegas where there's a lot of dispensaries and retail storefronts. Let's talk about Oregon, where there's quite a few. But I just want to, I'm more, and here's why I was going to specify it. Because uh, for right now, we are reaching kind of a close area. And I would say SoCal hits it. And I really want to speak to SoCal women. Because out of anywhere that I've lived, and I challenge you to think of this, out of anywhere you've lived too, I can really say that Southern California due to the fact that we have such specific industry types out here, a lot of entertainment, um, cannabis, of course, uh, but very a lot of entertainment. And so for that reason, in Southern California, there is a different group and dynamic of women. Uh, yes, I agree. But I, that group and dynamic is very similar to what you see in Miami, what you see in New York, what you see when you go to Seattle, what you see when you go to Vancouver, where there's legal cannabis, these are all big travel hotspots that are huge for entertainment. Miami and New York, I would agree, other huge travel in the entertainment and cannabis space, but not legally in cannabis. And the reason I want to keep it at that is because we, I want to go back to these THCV fads, different diet fads. Right. I want to really. We were, the question was, why do you think there's more female bud tenders in these hotspot locations? And again, because it's specific to these locations, I would say it is different than most any other market because we have more entertainment-based industries. So why I think that there's more female bed tenders is that there is an assumption that men buy more cannabis than women do. So when you put a female bud tender in tightly clad clothes with cleavage, what customer are you catering to catering to men right when if you look at things like the bdsa report at what headset released really fast i want to have you just explain to our viewers which are retail and industry reports that are provided to anybody that wants them on their websites so they're reports that show the different stats for cannabis brands so people don't know that like most of you, I mean, I barely knew that. And I've only been out of the industry just this year. So right. I just really want to. But what those stats say are that women and men are purchasing equally. Yes. And they do have different carts. So whereas men might buy more bulk flour mm-hmm. and women are buying pre-rolls and vapes and topicals whatever yeah their purchase amount is just the same so that means we're in the stores just as sa- the same right so why does the bud tender matter because they are really trying to cap- cater to one person because i'll tell you hmm. and he's listening but it's but completely isn't that okay. every every industry i still want to keep it and- i think yes in more specific products but literally we said cannabis is for everyone but I, I more mean that, and we do this a lot, and yeah. so I really want to keep us on track this week. 
I want to bring it back to specifically the diet fads. Right. And this is a part of that, right? Like there is a sexualization in our industry of women. And part of that is a diet, right? Because all of these women do look a certain way. As far as like which women specifically? The women that you see as representing cannabis. So in ads, your bud tenders. The women that you see representing cannabis, there is a very specific look to them. You know, it's interesting. I find myself wondering why we have um, like such different opinions on this. We're both in the same industry. We both, uh, we go to the same shops. We go to the same stuff events wise. Um, but yet it is interesting to me that I close an eye to this. And you see certain things. And I'm curious. I, I'm genuinely, like, I, I, I find myself curious. As a mom, since for the last nine or ten years, I'm really sensitive to how the world portrays women. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I, I'm going to be blunt, I don't think you're as exposed to it. Because you do fit a certain body type. And that's beautiful. You're a beautiful woman. But I don't think you get the same exposure that I do. In fact... It was pretty evident to me when we filmed a few weeks ago and I wore a crop top, which I was really proud of. I'm a size 12, 14. I felt like I looked good that day. And you asked me, are you sure you want to wear that top? Because sitting down, it might look different. I actually said you should pull the top down because when we're sitting down, it would look different. (laughs) And there's two things to that. A, for shooting, either way, you weren't going to wear it because we generally wear pretty. But I wore it. Oh, really? Yes. I told you specifically, Grace, I knew we were shooting. I wouldn't have worn this top if I didn't feel comfortable in it. Oh, and isn't that funny how people remember things? I remembered I remember it because that. it was so poignant to me. Hmm. And it was poignant to you, too, because you said you cried about it. I didn't know we were going to have this conversation on here today. But that's I feel like us. the way you said it is not I don't I don't know that I love how that was represented. Every woman out there, please don't hate me. Can we just backtrack? Don't hate Grace I, because that's not what this that's is about. Not how and that, that's not how that happened um, to you. But that's how it happened to me. Right, Grace. And so here's what I'm saying. But that's how diet culture has impacted us both. That's how that image of what women are supposed to look like has impacted us both, Grace. Because in your mind, you saw something that you're like, you should be worried about that. And in my mind, I said, I feel fucking good today. This little bit of fat that's hanging out, I still look good. No, and I've never not seen you look good, to be fair. (laughs) Sorry, that was funny. I had great conversations about this, and this was a huge, a huge, huge point for us. Because we both realized something, right? Because it was the first time, actually, I've told another woman, you made me feel like shit, basically. So now I'm like, okay, this is how this went down. Because it didn't go down quite like that. So not in that part. Her feelings are her feelings. I'm not invalidating them. Christ. I'm so, can I just say, and I'm going to cut, I'm going to segue, I'm, I'm totally disrupting this conversation really fast to say I'm afraid of you guys sometimes. I'm so goddamn afraid of being canceled. 
of saying the wrong thing and offending someone that sometimes when we're on this podcast, I don't feel like I can say what I really want. I'm so serious. And I'm so I 100% agree with you, And I just made that conversation, which was such a beautiful moment between us, by the way, guys. Uh, I got so uncomfortable right now that I like didn't you could I my uncomfortability made myself look worse than what how that actually went down. It was two friends who were about to shoot and I looked over and I don't know how much I was beating myself up that day. But whatever was going on in my head that day, I looked over and I thought, "Ooh, does she want to shoot like that? And I said it. Do you want to shoot like that? And then I saw her face. And it was hurt. And she didn't say anything right then. That's why I wanted to state that's not how it quite went down. She didn't say anything. She didn't have to. The hurt I saw on her face was devastating. I just insulted my friend, my partner. Oh, man. And I, so we we shot. I didn't take it as an insult. I need you to know that. I didn't take it as an insult because at 34 years old, I'm finally at a place in my life to be like, Grace is so influenced by what the world tells her. So a couple weeks go by and we, d- we didn't talk about it, actually. We just shot and whatever and it was just done. But it weighed on me. And some other things had happened through those couple weeks and I was being harsher on myself than usual. And a good friend actually got me uh, an amazing book. Well, they told me about an amazing book. I got the book. And uh, the book is called Self-Compassion. And this totally plays into like this whole diet fad and cannabis because even I, you know, I knew we were going to be doing a show. I knew with our new company, we're going to be a lot in the spotlight a lot more. And I started to get in my head. And then there are also people in my life. There's, you know, just different people throughout our lives. And some people I didn't realize were putting certain of their own insecurities onto me. And then in turn, I was projecting. And so point being, some weeks went on and I never forgot that moment we had. Like, and I just one day I said to her, hey, remember a couple weeks ago, that moment we had, I kind of never forgot about it. And I just felt like I wanted to say to her, I was I was in a bad place. And I think I was beating myself up so much that. I looked over and let one of my insecurities go on to you. And the funny thing is, I thought she was going to be like, I totally forgot about that. I never thought about it again. You're hilarious, whatever. But instead, it turned out I was wrong. I think this is why, though, we're becoming really good friends. Because, look, it's hard for it. It would be hard for me to say that to just any other woman. Most other women, I'd be like fuck her and probably not want to hang out with her again right like that is what it is like I don't want to be around negative people I don't want to be around people that don't make me feel good about myself yeah like you are what you feed your soul yeah and and what you tell yourself yeah and what you tell yourself and I've been really good the last few years of telling myself really positive things about myself so I I love that we had that conversation and that we like it was easily honestly in in my 34 years of life and having I've had a best friend since I was six years old. Oh wow. Yeah, we met playing hide and seek. <laughs> what? 
and our both of our names Where? were Victoria in, in literally in first grade and we were hiding from a boy named Marcus and she was like hi I'm Victoria and I was like me too and then we went into the same classroom and the teacher started calling me Vicky B and I fucking hate the name Vicky oh hate it and I was called Vicky from first grade all the way through sophomore year when I decided I'm not Vicky I'm Victoria and that's 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 the type of woman I am like it takes me some time but I come to a point where I become really confident in what I feel and I what I know and I can make changes to adjust that and I'm really proud about that and so self-confidence is a big one to me because I feel like especially since becoming a mom because before I was a mom I was size five I weighed 105 pounds like I was banging if I ever show pictures from that time like I can't believe how I spoke to myself at that age because right I was gorgeous freaking gorgeous skin was on point boobs were super perky (laughs) I mean it was just a different time of life for me and I spoke to myself so horribly. I mean, an inch of fat, and I, I was, I was hideous. And I, I can look back at that now and say that wasn't about me. That was about what the world was telling me I needed to look like. And that is still going on. Like that's so crazy to me. It's I'm 34 years old, and it's still going on. Yeah, I think actually. Again, we've had different experiences. I didn't really feel that pressure growing up. I had the opposite. I was extremely skinny and kind of on the other side of it. I think I was under 100 pounds till 22. And then... But I'm sure people were mean to you too, saying you were too skinny. Chicken legs, toothpick... Uh, but then, actually, for me, it was the hair, too. But yeah. taking it back uh, to weight. <laughs> Fuck hair. <laughs> I know, right? We could do a whole thing on hair. Right. We should do, the next thing should be hair. Uh, right, actually, I, I agree. <laughs> no, because that's how could how could cannabis affect that? Um, I will Dude, say they this. they sell cannabis hair products now. Everything has <laughs> hemp in it or started. has a hemp leaf on it. I mean, you could put hemp in anything, but you really can, actually. Right. But um, bringing it back to this whole kind of fad uh you actually have a test you know what i feel like since we're at 40 minutes we might save that for another episode because i did want to mention some things about thc that we haven't even addressed yet okay um thcv outside of it being already breaking an appetite promises. suppressant i know right but no <laughs> come back for the test report um outside of it being an appetite suppressant i really do think if people start thinking about cannabis as a supplement and they do it the right way. And you're smoking strains. If this were Durban poison and it's super high in I THCV. I love Durban so poison. Here. Love it. Really earthy. My husband hates that word, but I like it. Um, but I like Durban poison quite a bit. Why and, are um, people, sorry, why are people afraid, even in uh, in wines, when you say earthy, people are like, oh. Because it reminds them of dirt is what I was told. And I'm like, that's like Dirt actually has, like, really good connotations to me. I'm very <laughs> grounded, but, like, let's get back on subject. I think I like dirt, too. But, right. um, yeah, if you're smoking a high THCV strain and, and you really think of cannabis as a supplement, right, not only is THCV known to be an appetite suppressant, but it's also known to counter the counter 
effect. Yeah, the uh, the effects of THCV. So it acts like CBD. So ah, yeah. Okay. So it has other qualities it has neuroprotective qualities so it helps people that have alzheimer's it really is like cannabinoids there are supplements in a way it's just how you're using it if you don't know what the endocannabinoid system is we'll get there one day but these cannabinoids talk to your body and our body is meant to talk to them yeah you know thcv even has bone growth properties it's been found through yes and let me tell you why as a woman i'm so excited about that because as a woman we deal with osteoporosis just naturally it's a part of the thing we do but fuck how many women are on the shot and you can only take the shot right you can only take the shot for two or three years because it freaking makes your bones weak that's they should have given you that warning at the birth control seminar Okay, so uh, I didn't know the three-year thing. I've been on it 10 plus years. Fuck. Sorry. Um, but anyways, um, but. Has Grace schedules an appointment? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but my doctor did let me know <coughs> that it would um, affect. Yeah. And that the biggest reason is that it depletes your body's natural source of calcium. Yep. And so I actually take calcium uh, daily. Yeah. And maybe you should start smoking THCV high strains to counter. So funny, for many, many years, I was almost exclusive to Durban Poison because I had a good friend. I'm going to use her name because she's amazing and still is out there. Teresa in Santa Rosa. You all know who she is. If you're out there, you know. She grew, girl, the best Durban poison. I love hearing that. <laughs> and a couple other pretty amazing things, but that's oh. amazing. No, I, I'm kind of, I'm glad oh, we talked. We're talking days. about a specific cannabinoid, and actually, maybe we talk about each of the cannabinoids before we read the test report. Well, can I ask you yeah. a question? Because, and and this is, I will always admit, guys, and I urge you all out there, like always admit if you don't know something, how you're gonna learn it. Victoria is just more knowledgeable than myself when it comes to all this because in her day-to-day life, she is constantly working, looking at different test results, doing different testing, uh, and so she has a completely different appreciation. So now I'm going to ask you a fun question. Yeah. Um, okay, so talk to me. Yeah. You said Durban poison. Little did I know. Yeah. How would you say that would affect someone as a supplement? Because we can't make certain claims as cannabis companies so let's say as somebody who was regularly. I mean, I think of like smoking this joint to me. I know how these different cannabinoids and terpenes make me feel and what they affect. Like I know that this is high in beta caryophylline, so it has right. anti-inflammatory properties. And my arm is super freaking inflamed right now. So I think of that as like a let's supplement. Let's nickname that beta for our clients. Just. <laughs> for our clients, for our, I love that you can tell what I do for living for our podcast listeners. But yeah, like to me, rather than taking a pill, I'm using cannabis to supplement what I'm not getting from something else to help my body heal or or process whatever it needs to process. But in the terms of since we're doing you know dieting, yeah. now you've got me curious. 
So then how would you say something like that might help someone? Obviously, there's no miracle, guys. No. If you're not working out, eating right, getting enough sleep, and drinking enough water. Well, there are THCV vapes, like specific THC vapes that are out on the market right now. I don't use them, so I don't feel comfortable recommending or naming any brands. But literally, you can Google THC vapes California and find vapes that are, you know, literally just thcv isolate but extract but so you're saying you think i I know we're not saying for these specific ones but you think it works i don't think there's enough research yet but yeah i do think that through anecdotal evidence and the fact that we're through research talking about these different cannabinoids yeah i think it works how much it works i don't know right because what if that same strain has a cannabinoid that just freaking makes you eat like a monster at the same time i don't know Mm. i i I can't answer but i'm talking more specifically when we have companies that are isolating oh okay yeah and isolating and then making claims that something is a dietary supplement so from what I've seen in the regulated cannabis market, they are making claims that THCV is a known appetite suppressant, and they're not okay. necessarily making claims about what it can do for you. But where I see the claims of this is a dietary supplement yeah. is on the unregulated CBD side, where you're seeing things like Garcinia, Cambogia, whatever that stuff is, which is in like hydroxy cut. <laughs> Mm. You, you know interesting you're seeing those same typical things that you see on a diet shelf being put into products that have the least amount of cannabis in them and saying that's a dietary supplement i think that's a real problem i do like companies especially on the cannabis derived side mm-hmm. that are saying hey this is a known appetite suppressant i mean i think Educating people on how cannabinoids work is really important. And you don't have to make a claim to do that. Okay. Well, I think in conclusion, I think we really don't have enough research. But I think you've given us a fair, like a really fair look at it. I think uh, just research each individual product at the end of the day. Sounds like it's just doing your research, looking up all the ingredients, checking to see which ingredients come first. Yes. As we yes. Uh, and I mean, is there anything you'd want to add to that? Educate yourself on cannabinoids. That's probably the most important part. Like if you're serious about weed being something, oh, I even say, hate saying weed. If you're serious, serious about cannabis being something in your life that isn't just recreational use, educate yourself on how these different cannabinoids and terpenes work with your body and what you're going through at a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Because it's all different and it is medicine. And I think something you said, um, I have to challenge myself to do that more because it's like I know I prefer predominantly what we've called sativa-based strains. However, I also know that Fire OG and Granddaddy Perp are pure medicine for me. So I know that there are just so many different properties and when I've looked at tests and I've looked at the like terpene yeah. profiles, immediately I was able to see similarities. Yep. And so, guys, do your own research until it exists because it doesn't. 
I um, with, I'm gonna end on this. Okay. Note. On Etsy, there is a company called Golden Leaf, and they have what's known as a cannabis patient journal. Ooh. I highly recommend purchasing that and documenting your smoking and consuming experience for like the next 30 days and seeing what your body needs. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed. Um, yeah. Have a good Thank day. Thank you. Bye.